0: There's power in a drumbeat on a hill above the sea.
1: Power in the voice of the supporter,
0: but it all amounts to nothing. Together we don't sing.
1: Welcome to the Loyal Locals Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer. What a week. Uh, So much to get to with this incredible match on Saturday. Uh, We've got another one coming up. We are in the playoffs. We will be at home, and uh, we're all very... uh, Couldn't be happier to get another game at home with the San Diego Loyal. Um, So to help us talk about this, I'm going to bring on producer John Cross. John. You were at the game. how, how are I you? was
2: finally at a game. I, I am recovered now that took the game. took a lot out of me. I've spent the last two days recovering, so I'd be in position to, I guess three days almost here to be in position to help with the podcast. but yeah, uh, Sunday and Monday were were rough. but I was I was happy to be there and uh, get to share in the experience again.
1: Now, we do have a guest today, uh, locals extraordinaire. uh, I don't think he has an official position, Ken Garton.
0: Howdy, y'all. Great to be back on the podcast.
1: Thanks for coming on. Uh, You were also at the game.
0: I was indeed, yeah. I was uh, down on the pitch for that second half. I was trying to pass out my love letters to the players trying to get some autographs. It was kind of chaotic, but it was an amazing time to be down there, and especially after a win.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, You know, I, I, I wanted to just kind of uh, talk about um, what an emotional match it was. And it turned out uh, that it was positive emotions. I think it could have been a different way uh, had the results been different. But, um, yeah, what an incredible match uh, starting – with the, uh, you know, just even before the game with the march, you know, we have more people in the parking lot than we've had in a long time. Uh, more people participating in the march. Uh, just a packed section 109 coming off of a Sunday home match where, uh, well, actually last week was a Saturday one. I wasn't there, but the one, the last match I went to was a Sunday afternoon match and. Shame, shame on everybody who wasn't there, uh, but uh, a lot of energy in the section uh, just from from the first whistle. Uh, it was incredibly loud. That was my impression. It's always loud for me. What about y'all?
0: Oh, absolutely. No, uh, just going back to the parking lot, though, just walking to the parking lot totally took me back to March 7th, 2020 and getting through those gates and seeing, you know, people I hadn't seen maybe since the first match, or you know, just kind of reminiscing about seeing Steve and Lydia and Bryce, who was a baby at the time, and now we have Leona, and it was just such an amazing kind of like full circle moment to be able to have that. And again, it was absolutely emotional; like I definitely teared up several times. I'm um, still in kind of in this denial mode where it's just like at, at least beer can get me through uh, 90 minutes and just screaming my head off for that long. And uh, I, 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 again, it was just such a a great moment kind of felt very full circle
2: yeah the the parking lot i have to say personally um i didn't come in the normal entrance i came down the stairs and was a little shocked by the greeting i received i don't know if you guys i, think, I believe it was a round of applause <laughs> it was uh it was it was quite the thing uh so i want to thank everybody for that uh, we're that, happy was, to that see was very you. touching and uh <laughs> Frankly, I was just happy I made it down all those stairs. <laughs> My legs were like jelly at the end, because that was I was more work than I've done in a long, long, long time. So um, it was good. I sat down for a little bit after that and uh, recovered. But uh, the parking lot was great. It was just for me. It was. I. I know for everybody it was good to be back, and I. I just. I've missed so much this season that to be back one more time was, was exciting and thrilling. It was, it was great to see everyone. And as Andrew said, the energy was fantastic. And as we left the barking lot for the March, it was, it was weird for me because I always film it. I'm always filming. I have my pass and I, I float around. I'm in the middle of the group. I'm in front of the group. I'm to the side. And it was, one of the only times that I've marched with everyone and I was at the very, very back and came up and it was weird being on the pathway and not even up with everybody else. And, but the energy was still great. It just, it was such a different experience for me this time around that I usually, I don't get to enjoy the same way. I usually get to, you know, watch everybody else having fun rather than, than be in the middle of it. So it was, it was special.
1: Yeah. The, uh, I don't think the uh, Oakland Roots fans that came down uh, had as much fun as we did. I'm not sure. I wasn't really concerning myself with their uh, game day experience. I did see a at least one Roots jersey in the parking lot. So um, it's great to have – it's great whenever uh, visiting fans come and, and hang out with everybody before the match because, I mean, we all have like the same sickness. So it's – you know, we can – at least, uh, to <laughs> a little bit, um, but yeah. Uh, for for me, who you know, I do. Um, you know, obviously, I I play a drum and I play it for an entire game, and sometimes it can be frustrating um, putting out that much energy throughout a match. And feel, feel like it's not being matched by the people around me, uh, in the section, right? Because, hey, I mean, yeah, it's a lot to wave flags. It's a lot to, to sing and, and chant through a match and there are highs and lows, but, oh, my, not Saturday. It was, uh, like pedal to the metal, like from that, that first whistle. And even when, uh, So Oakland did get the first goal. um, And then somehow it got louder and it was noticeable. It was so noticeable when I rewatched, I actually rewatched the broadcast and uh, the commentators (laughs) mentioned uh, how the section seemed to get louder after Oakland scored. And of course um, we, we get a goal soon after that.
0: No, it was, it was, we were definitely like, on point Nick was, you know, running the show and the drums were tighter than ever. And it just helped to have such a full section and so many people knew all the words and they were just going at it. And that was like, it felt like we were very much a part of the team and kind of willing those goals to go in. And yeah, that well, was- all the
1: drummers showed up when all the drummers show up, it sounds really good. <laughs> it's so awesome when everybody's there, um, you know, and Hey, I, I missed the last game. I'm not, I'm not saying like I'm not uh, part of the problem sometimes, but you know, when everybody's there, uh, it really it really sounds good. And whenever I watched uh parts of the broadcast again after getting home, because I want to I want to I hear how the drums sound like, how do we come through on TV? Are we together like it did sound very tight and very uh it, it just sounded like I'm, Oakland's drum kind of messes things up a little bit because, you know, they play when they're not supposed to like for our chance they're a little off beat but it's fine uh other than that it did sound really good um now the tifo uh, I, I before we get too much into the match uh, i got to uh shout out everybody who worked on the tifo uh who designed the tifo uh, i think that was another uh travis was that a travis creation i, I believe so yes yeah. Uh, if you don't know and if you're watching or listening to this i don't see how you don't but the photo says Bury us with the cup and it's got a, a skeleton uh kind of uh holding that up and and you know they kept talking, they kept referencing it on the broadcast <laughs> like the the commentators uh you know they brought in uh like everybody who's been on during Loyal's four years they kind of had everybody Who's done color who kind of Come through rotate through the booth throughout The match and kind of talked about Like the club their time You know with these With uh watching the club And it was Uh you know It did have this Tone of finality to it that Maybe we didn't Quite have in the stadium I think we were very in the moment but Um I don't know. That was my impression. I was a little bit, was a little sad and a little bit somber, despite the scoreline. Um, listening to the broadcast, because, I mean, as fans, we experience the game one way, but people uh, doing the broadcast experience it a total different way, and they're also losing something.
2: I just, in case anybody didn't see it while you were talking, I had a chance to get the graphic queued up here, so. For anybody who didn't see the TIFO in stadium, I don't, I know they're floating around uh, all over the place on social media and stuff. I don't have an actual clip ready to go of the raising of the TIFO, but this is what it looked like for those of you who didn't get a chance to see it at all. And, and to go back to what Andrew was saying, I was at the very top of the stadium when the TIFO went up and just the energy, not in 109, because normally if I'm around and even filming, I'm at the beginning of the game a lot of time I'm in the middle of the section getting some close-up shots of people but the energy behind me on the walkways in 108 I mean it was it was high energy much more so than most times which I think is to be expected right it's you know it was potentially our very last game we could have there so uh, it was good to see all the excitement and um it was I just it was super nice in my end to be able to enjoy a full game without any media responsibilities.
1: So I want to ask you, John, because obviously I'm always underneath the TIFO. Um, what kind of reaction do you get from the rest of the stadium when, when they get a look at the TIFO? Like, do people acknowledge do they react to it?
2: Yeah. It's funny because the people on the furthest end of the stadium react the most because i think they have the best vantage and view of it you get some people standing up you get some people clapping you get lots of phones out um, but you get people like in 108 are standing up on their tippy toes trying to look over the edge <laughs> to actually see what it says because you just have a terrible angle and unless it's being shown on the screen and i was a little disappointed when i went back and watched the television broadcast that it didn't it didn't make it you know the tifo nope. raising or anything didn't make it on the broadcast um and they were live on air when it was happening. I mean, they there was the potential to show it. They they chose not to show it. I mean, it's the director's sure
1: fault. I mean, that's the director's uh responsibility to to cut to the camera on the supporter section. Yeah, it was it didn't happen. Would, would... I think
2: it would have been nice for or went to see as part of the broadcast. We did get to see it in the second half when it was up in the stands and they were showing people down in the, that slide and on the field, but um it it is It it was different. It was a different experience for me all around. I wasn't under the TIFO because it didn't, it was TIFO was just a little bit shorter than the section. So I was all ready to grab it as a back row and I went to grab it and it wasn't coming up anymore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But it was, it was nice because I actually got to look around and and see. So yeah, a lot of of cameras, a lot of phones out taking video and pictures and um, it was good. It was good, good reaction.
0: And most importantly, nobody shook the TIFO.
2: Nobody was shaking the TIFO. That was great.
1: We we did have to hold it for an extraordinarily long time. (laughs) I think we held it up throughout the player intros, right? That was kind of what we were doing.
2: We held it all the way up till the kickoff. Yeah. And then it came up.
1: Yeah. So, um, and another thing that happened, uh, something I've been predicting for a very long time, that there is no Oakland Roots curse. Uh, We do not have to lose this (laughs) team every time we play them. Uh, just the odds said, you know, we're due for a win. And um, even though they snuck in a goal late, you know, Loyal scored th- three goals in that, in that first half. Was it three? Did they get all four in the first uh, half?
2: All four in the first half. So but three four, in quick succession.
1: Yeah. You lose count, you know, that's a high number in soccer in any way. Um, but uh it was something like uh, the way that I experienced, the way that I saw it, it was, you know, they went down by one goal and it seemed like the players were like, just no, no, not this isn't happening this week. And they reacted to that in a way that I don't think I've seen this team react to going down early. I don't know that they've, I mean, they just really were like, okay, let's, Get out there and kill them in this first half Let's not let this drag on And the way they responded To getting Giving up that first goal uh, And the quickness With which they responded Was something I think it is Very encouraging going Into our next match
0: Absolutely it was Great to see kind of Joe Corona just Kind of will a goal in like look We're we're not going to let this happen again And I'll be honest with you like When that first goal went in, I just like, oh, no, here we go again. And again, maybe it's being a San Diego sports fan for so long, or maybe it's just the loyal that that they, they just couldn't seem to get past the roots. But something about that just like gave the section and the players more energy to like fight back.
2: Yeah, and Domus getting hot at the right time. Like we, we talked all season, like when when's it going to happen? When's he going to get hot? And well, said, you know well, what we happened, have to John, have to wait for till the end of the season.
1: All of a sudden, I noticed Nate Miller is playing Thomas and Conway at the top. I, who I can't remember. I'd heard somebody uh, talking about uh, this being a potential solution to what ails us. I, I don't remember who said that. Or who kept I saying? Wonder
0: it. who it could be. Art soccer expert, I'm sure.
1: But hey, you know what? Um, and also, just playing the guy, right? Like uh, we saw all season, uh, him not getting starts, him, them trying to bring him on as a super sub at the end of matches. But I feel like you know he's a guy who can go 90 minutes, and um, you know maybe he needs to be on the field uh, to get into the flow of the game, whatever it is psychologically that happens with players like him, right? Like he's such a, he's such a specific type of player, right? Like you really have to uh, kind of create a game environment that, that nurtures his particular strengths. And um, he's just, he looks so confident asserting his, his, his strength on, on the field, even if he's not the one putting it in the net every time.
2: When I think across, well, I'll call it the top four, just because of how we end up going on offense. But between Bodley on the left, Thomas um, on the right, Perez, and then Evan Conway as well. I mean, those are our top goal scorers all across there in the team, and they're spread out relatively evenly. I mean, teams if if all these players stay, you know, in good form and uh, you know, stay hot that if you target Thomas, Conway can get you. Or as we saw at the end of the game, you let Perez cut inside, he's going to kill you, right? Or bodily float in on someone else's cross, you know, um, in the back post unmarked. So I think he had two, two
1: assists, of... right? For, for Motley.
2: Yeah. He, he's had some phenomenal crosses that he's been able to put in, whether it's on the ground, low behind the defense or in the air to people. He, he has, he's, the whole team is starting to click. And this is something I was saying a few weeks ago. I felt like we were just like those good clicks or passes away. Like we were so close, but we'd have a terrible first touch, or, you know, things would just be off. And when everything's clicking for us, this is what we can do. So I hope it continues. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out in our games moving forward.
1: Yeah, it's great to see like a, a complete game with like like a good game. Like we, we saw a complete dominant performance. Um, uh, you mentioned uh, Perez, uh, that incredible left-footed shot, just a, a screamer uh, yeah. right over the goalie's head, uh, up for goal of the week. I don't know if he got it, but he was up for goal of the week. Also, Coke Vegas up for save of the week in USL. Uh, I saw that today with his yes. uh, leaping yeah. tap over the bar. Uh, just uh, really encouraging signs from the team. Now we do have, I keep forgetting about this Vegas game, this little sandwich game between now and the playoff. I'm so excited for this home playoff game. (laughs) It's not this weekend. It's next weekend. Um, This weekend is away in Vegas. Uh, The boys have the home playoff in the bag. And uh, what do we do in Vegas? Are, Are we, are we, are we playing Shabby or are we are we are we kind of taking it easy or are we running out and trying to keep this uh this fire going? What's the what's the strategy here? I, I don't know. Speak. Before
2: we get before we get too deep into this, I just want to point out, because we didn't get a chance to talk about this pre-show, but uh Jason Radcliffe is probably gonna try to come on nine-ish to talk about Vegas a little bit in terms of away days logistics so i just want to keep that in mind with with our conversation as as we're going through this yeah. um that he should be jumping on to to help us out here in just a little bit for any last minute information people need if they're going out there but we can certainly talk about the game Well, he ain't here
1: yet so that here. yeah <laughs> <laughs> if he wanted you know what if he wanted to talk about whether coach miller should rest or or play uh Damus this weekend you know what
0: he shouldn't have Bad. had kids, really. That's what we're, what we're coming down to, right? You, don't want to, you know <laughs> <laughs> what well, I mean? No, here's, here's what I think we really want to see happen is we want to go for second place. We want to basically have an opportunity that we're going to have essentially two playoff games if should we win the first one. Um, I thought uh, when they played in El Paso, it was really uninspired it was basically kind of playing for a missed opportunity and it would have been a nice to have seen a little bit more fight. And I certainly hope that we see a little bit more of, of Saturday night in Vegas than we did on Wednesday night.
2: And I think El Paso match. Go ahead. Missed
0: opportunity.
1: Yeah. I I think that, um, gosh, you know, it, I can be, I can be pulled either way. I don't, I don't know. I don't know the right answer. Right. Because, um, you know, somebody who knows what can happen in the game that is in the grand scheme of things. Yeah. You would like to get that second seed and have the, uh, the extra uh, home playoff match potentially in the, uh, next round. Um, but also you've kind of gotten to where you want to be with that home playoff game in the, in the, in the first round. So, um, yeah, I don't know how much, uh, you uh, rest players. I think it is an opportunity to give maybe some players that are a little banged up, a little bit of rest, uh, but definitely not all of them. I think you still the, the players that are hot. I think um, unless he's, you know, unless he's, you know, really in a bad place, I think Thomas is a player that needs to be out there to keep his run of form going. Um, I, I don't know about anybody else, but I, I think for him, just he's on such a streak like you don't want to like mess with it you don't want to do anything to like change the rhythm
2: right I I think that's the most important you don't change the rhythm I think you start with what's got you here over the last few games and you keep that same lineup you reassess at halftime depending on what's happening and you probably know the results of the San Antonio match at least by that point and maybe that helps you make some decisions but I, as, um, I'll put this up here on the screen and stuff. He said, yeah, I think you push for second. You, you do whatever you can to put yourself in the best position to do that. And this league is crazy. I mean, we could easily, or not easily things have to fall in our favor, but we've seen crazy results all season long. We've had teams like we should, we really should have beaten El Paso. And it was a bit of a, Almost like a rest game, a scrimmage, you know, a bit of a lackluster performance, as Ken said. And um, those two points could do us wonders here at the moment. But frankly, I like this as well, because we've been in a position before where we were at second place locked up last year. I believe that was when we had our last game at Sacramento and we rested a bunch of people and just got walloped 4-0. And maybe it was the year before, but we went into the playoffs with a stinging defeat, even though it was with a heavily rotated squad. But I think that that affects your momentum as well. I'd rather be in a place where right now, where we're like, we need to win to make things happen. We can't just sit and rest comfortably in yeah. our position and and put a strong team forward. And and we we just you got to win the rest of the way. I mean, that's that's where we are right now.
1: Yeah, things are so hot and cold, especially with this team. Yeah, things are so hot and cold week to week. So um, I definitely agree coming off of of this uh, dominant win over Oakland, even though they got that goal late, <laughs> you really want to keep things going. Um, but yeah, um, it was a very emotional night at, at Torero uh, because it could have been the last match what does that mean when we're in the playoffs? And again, we have another potential last match. Are we emotional again? Like how do you, because, because it really was an extraordinary environment Saturday. And I almost wish that was the playoff game because, uh, I don't know how everybody musters that much energy and emotion <laughs> again. Um, uh, unless we jump out to like a four goal lead in in that playoff game. I
2: I don't know. I I think you do because it's the playoffs. I think we see that all the time with, with a fan base in any sport. It just the playoffs are a different beast and you know how important, even if it's like, we don't play a best of a series. I mean, it's a one-off game. You have to win the game, but even in games in other sports that have a series to them, Every game has a different intensity to it in any kind of playoffs. So I don't think it'll be difficult to keep the energy level up, at least, you know, the momentum writing into a game during a game, all kinds of things can happen, right? But but that momentum writing into the game and the energy at the beginning, I think will be high no matter how many home games we have. And we, um you know, if things fall our way, we potentially can finish in second in the West, but fourth overall as well in the overall standings so it is conceivable we would need help but we could have you know with the right things one more home match and one more home match and one final home match at
1: uh, torero so don't do this don't do that to me john okay <laughs> you know what uh, just like just like as as the uh, expert and the coach of the team i tell the guys you know one game at a time you know you just got to go the opponent that's in front of you and that's all you can worry about but the idea that we could potentially have the championship match here that's uh, a very enticing um if if unlikely possibility um i got a question for both of y'all uh because i may i might have a counterintuitive or a counter uh opinion here but the supporter section uh going to field level for the second half yes or no
0: i liked it because it was a different experience and i know we got to do it last end of last year as well but like i kind of liked being able to be like eye level with all the you know like again i've gotten to go down for the man of the match but like having that many people there to kind of like high five and and you know give love to the team was pretty unique pretty neat um and like it, they even talked about it on the broadcast so like oh some of the locals have made it down onto the pitch and you know um i thought that there was gonna be a moment where we we're gonna be pitch invaders but i decided nope we, we still have one more <laughs> match show. we need to so let's not get arrested let's not get kicked out of the trail for grandma's house
2: yeah i um I don't know that I would like it all the time. I find, you know, it, it was nice that we were up. I, I made the second half experience a completely different beast because for me, I don't think I really watched or saw much of that second half. I, you know, if you're on the ground, it's hard to see over when, unless you're in the front and I'm tall, but. Even if you stand on the wall back up there, there's just so much activity going on in and around you. In a different way, it's a little bit um, distracting, but distracting in a good way. Everybody was having a great time. It was a it party was a party. It was a party, party
1: behind the goal half. for sure.
2: Right. Yeah. And because we were up now, if we weren't up, I don't know. That would be a very different situation. But because we were up, and it was the last game, it was a it was a huge party down there.
1: Yeah, for me, uh, I noticed um, both on the pitch at the time and then re-watching the broadcast, um, not being able to see the match uh, is one big one, I think. Um, also, um, the uh, cohesiveness of the section suffers when we spread out uh, like that. Um, the chanting and the songs were not as... Together and they were not as loud. Um, when I, now we, there are certain chants sometimes where we turn the drums off and kind of do like an acapella singing. Uh, I I had to I got on to Nick and I can't remember who else came uh, Tom Blick when they were capoing and trying to get us to do it. And I was like, no, it's not because without the drums, you have people fifty feet, sixty feet apart. They're not in time with each other. So the chance to start falling apart whenever you, you turn the drums off, um, which you can do it in one Oh nine because we're so packed in there. People stay together, but uh, behind the goal, it just, it did not work. And it was a real, I was, I was like, Nick, we got to play. We got to play They're, I was like, they're fucking up. <laughs> I was like, they're messing up. We got to play. Uh, they don't know. What, they're not staying on beat. So it was uh, presented certain challenges. Um, Jeremy says it sounded louder when we were in the stands. I agreed, it was louder in the stands, and also on TV on the broadcast, it looks better us being in the stands, uh, in my opinion. Um, now San Antonio FC, a, a team we we're just, just talking about, their supporter section is behind the goal, they call it the pit, and I, I think that they kind of suffer for that i don't think that and that's their every game every game experience Um, and i think it's not it doesn't look good on tv it doesn't sound great and uh, i don't know if the fan experience is uh as good because you can't see the match now like uh ken said you do see uh things up close like you think Ronaldo Damas is fast. Um, I got a glimpse of him whenever he was coming in. <laughs> and when you're down on the pitch, like that dude is fast. Like he looks, he looks twice as fast when you're down there. So there are definitely, I think perks to it, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if there's uh, talks about doing that again, but you know, it's something to to think about.
0: I will say it was really cool to do the, we are at the same level as the players. And especially for the final one, you know, regular season one in, you know, the home version, that that was pretty incredible.
2: You know, and I would say when I watched the broadcast and seeing at least part of that or seeing some of the other shots that people had as well on um, cell phones or, or the clubs video and stuff they put out, there seemed to be a lot more people that i don't know if people came and filled in the end over there but there seemed to be still a lot of people in the stands as well as on the field doing the san diego we are
1: yeah i think people stuck around to do it you know um i feel like a lot of the fans from the the sideline sections uh really wanted to stick around and do it with with the team um ever I mean it was you know we were having a party behind the goal and I think the rest of the stadium was having a party as well. It was a really uh really high energy really positive uh, environment and I mean m- maybe it's just because we all know that it's it's gonna end but m- my gosh like <laughs> how sad that it's gonna end it really it really stings a little bit when you look around um especially at this match. And that stadium on Saturday, and uh, you look at the pictures on on socials, and you you look at the videos on Instagram. Um, Alejandro Guido made a he wrote a long post. I think he shared it on right. on Twitter. He shared it on Instagram, um, kind of trying to put these emotions in the words and what it meant. And like I think the game day environment that the fans in Torero, not just 109, but all the fans gave the team on Saturday, I feel like it really, really affected these players.
2: And then at the end, after the San Diego, we are, and I selfishly want to ask a couple of questions. We we had an in-stadium video. So I was wondering, could, because where I was standing, it was hard to hear what was going on in the video, but I was just curious, um, could you guys hear it, because this is one of the few videos, well, a couple of things, For I want to back up for a second. First, I want to thank everybody who helped send in something, some kind of contribution for that video that we put together. Second, I saw a couple of comments on Discord, and I was just too tired to respond to anything over the last couple of days, um, asking about more people being involved. And I would absolutely love to have more people involved, but We can only work with the videos that we receive and of the videos i received everybody made it in there somewhere but sometimes with editing decisions you have to make um, in terms of time limits and everything else sometimes a couple people get profiled a little bit more because they have things that just fit what needs to be done for the time there are so many amazing comments that people shared in their videos that I will be cutting some other things together to include some of those comments that we'll put up on our YouTube page and share them on socials so they'll be out there and available. We'll probably do that closer to the end of the season. So still a chance if anybody would like to, once you've seen some of those, um, still a chance to send in a video if you would like, because I know some people coming into that last game, they couldn't bring themselves to do a video. It was too hard. So, I'll maybe put out a plea one more time that maybe there's a window of opportunity right here where it won't be so hard, <laughs> as we know we have a playoff match and we've got a couple weeks. And if you can find the time, I'd love to get a few more voices to be able to cut and put some different things together. But we had a, I had, of what I received, more than 70 minutes of video that I had to condense down to four, right? So, I mean, most of everybody's everything gets cut. And I would like to put uh, some more of those together, as I said. And I don't know if we want to do it, because I don't know if I've ever seen I do have it queued up and ready to go, if anybody wants to see it, because I don't know if people didn't get a clean version or had a chance to see it. Um, but if we're looking at time and stuff, and Jason's not here with us yet, so... I was also looking at just a little bit of filler as we wait to see if Jason makes it for this.
1: Us, so. This podcast is all killer and no filler. We don't do filler. <laughs> I feel like this is good content, John, you made this video and right. um, it's good content. Not right. filler.
2: So we're going to play it, especially if you only got the chance to see it in stadium and didn't quite catch everything that was said. I will say that the version you're going to see is what's on our YouTube channel and the ending it's a little different than what was shown in the stadium. We we edited a couple things down and out of the in-stadium version, since you know people didn't have a choice whether they watched it or not. So, um, I'll let you guys know that this video, it's going to put us on the side, and unless you mute yourselves, your mic's going to be live while the video plays. So, just giving you a heads up here as the video goes. All right, let's play it. Let's be
3: loyal.
4: Dear San Diego Loyal, it has been an amazing four-year run. Together, we've made some incredible memories. Charlie Adams, first goal ever. Watch out,
3: Adams. Adams scores. Legend. And Kyle in Seattle. Down. Referee sees nothing wrong with it. It's Adams! And Xavi and Monterey are probably the two goals that I'll remember for the rest of my life. The watch
4: parties. Yeah! Guido's goal against Phoenix. Guido scores! And teaching us all how to dance. Uh. Well, at least he taught me how to dance. Marching in the Pride Parade and watching the crowd dance to our awesome drum line. San Diego Loyal Soccer Club. Being obnoxiously loud in Orange County. and the appreciation the players show to traveling supporters. We've given growlers of beer. Watching the players climb the advertising screens after every single game to greet kids, sign autographs, take pictures, and most importantly, make rad memories.
3: I personally have raised a family around this club and those memories will never fade. As a dad, for me, what they did for my kids, it's hard to put a value on.
1: Family, community feel of the club has really brought tears to my eyes because I'm going to
3: hold those memories for the rest of my life. To see my kids that happy, you know, it's hard to put a value on that.
4: And best of all, creating friendships with players, team staff, and fellow supporters. Friendships that I know will continue well after this season. And for all those memories... All the memories still to come, we say thank you.
3: Thank you for helping to bring people together. Thank you for listening and doing this with us and not for us.
4: Thank you for incredible team kits and awesome merchandise I'll be wearing well into the future, including this.
3: Thank you to all the staff and the players for bringing so much joy and excitement into our lives by doing what you love for a
4: living. Thank you to everyone who made this a class organization. Thank you to everyone inside and outside the club that chose to stand up and make sure this club is remembered for making an impact on and off the field.
3: Know that you helped create a legacy, not only as a team, but as a community. And thank you for having the courage to do what's right, even if it meant losing a game. Finally,
4: from all of us here at the Locals, we want to thank everyone who took this journey with us. Chavos the Loyal, the Rainbow Loyals, the San Diego Fiends, and all the Loyal fans that packed Torero Stadium for the past four years.
3: Thank you for helping us to create the best atmosphere in the league.
4: It has been an honor to stand and sing with each and every one of you in support of this club.
3: And I've had the most fun celebrating with all
4: of you. Wait. Hold up.
2: Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
4: We.
3: Are. Not. Done yet. We're not done. We're not going quietly into the night.
4: We still have work to do.
3: We've got a championship to win. We have a
4: cup to bring home, baby. This is what it's all about. This is your shot at greatness, gents. So
3: let's kick some USL ass and go get it. And celebrate one last time with one final. San Diego. We are. San Diego. Bury us with the cup. to win the whole
1: fucking thing oh, that's very good that's cool i like the end part now kevin I, d- I do know that he owns a microphone i don't know uh why he chose not to use it uh in his video but uh, he definitely owns one so that my I, i'm sorry i have notes <laughs>
2: okay <laughs> i i go that video was Perfect filler for us because we do have the uh, close the person who did the closing segment of the video there, a the part that didn't actually air in the stadium. Jason, the reason you, you can't join
3: us. The reason you can't show it to your family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So uh, now joining the podcast, Jason Ratcliffe. The uh, I don't remember your title. You are the the something of something. He just one is of the, one of the people. One of the <laughs> director uh, of communications. He is the director of communications for the locals. Um but he is also joining us to share some information about the Vegas away trip that is only 4 days away.
3: Yeah, it's it's all here. Um <laughs> that last game kind of snuck up on us and the Vegas trip is here now. So if it's snuck up on you, uh, the information there is it's time to buy your tickets. Um, that is a FIVO.com link um, that is in, I think we've shared it everywhere. Um, if you haven't seen it, that's you, you need to contact someone to talk to them about it. Uh, they said that the link might not expire, but they might begin selling the section to the general public, to which I said I, we have no problem fighting whoever happens to be in that section in, in Vegas. So yeah, go ahead and try that. Um, the I watched, I saw highlights, a highlight, one highlight of Vegas last week, and um, looked like they were still had some COVID restrictions. Every everyone in the stadium, all forty-two people, were about um, a section or a, and a half apart from each other. So. Um, it's good that, you know, they're taking precautions and, and they only let about 100 fans in, it looked like. so that's Bringing good. back
1: the, the social distancing. Yeah, social uh, two, distancing. Words, two words I haven't heard together <laughs> in about two and a half, three years.
3: Yeah, a social distanced um, crowd there on last Saturday. So I don't think they're going to be eager to sell out our section specifically, but they can talk to those ticket reps if they do. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's the feeble link. So there has been a little bit of confusion about this that I wanted to try and clear up because, you know, sometimes when you create something, you know what it's supposed to look like and you know what you intended and other people get kind of confused by it. So that may be what's happening. A couple months ago or a month ago, whatever, when I set this up, we were doing kind of like an interest thing. So that's why I used the Eventbrite to not charge anybody anything, to not set anything up on our website, to not commit anyone to anything. Um, That's just kind of an interest thing for the game tickets. You need to buy your tickets to watch the game of soccer being played between Loyal and Lights in Summerlin. You need to buy that from Lights, just like any other time you buy a game ticket, you buy it there. They've given us our own link that is the FIVO link. Okay, So going into our Eventbrite and signing up that you want to go to the game does not give you a ticket. So if you did that, we appreciate that. And thank you for letting us know that you plan on coming, but you need to buy the actual ticket. I think most of you have done that. Some may not have. So the FIVO link is out there. It's in Discord. We've tweeted it. If you need it, if you're hearing this and don't know what I'm talking about, it's just the private link that um, Lights uses for Away supporters. So um, buy it there. The other thing, as part of the original event, is the shuttle bus. Um, I guess it's a supporters bus shuttle bus from what will be the downtown Grand, where we are staying. Um, there are going to be two buses. I mean, it's going to be one shuttle, but two buses because there's so many of us. So we will be picked up from the hotel, driven out because Summerlin's like a thirty minute. Uh, right away. So we didn't want everybody spending a hundred dollars each way on um, on Ubers and whatnot. Um, So graciously the club provided that for us free of charge to us. Um, So thank you to Andrew and Travis and Ricardo and Weston, everyone who was part of saying, yeah, we, we should hook that up. Thank you for hooking us up. Um, To avoid further confusion. (laughs) Which I thought I was doing. That Eventbrite, um, those tickets for the shuttle bus are what we are going to be using as the passenger list for that. We didn't want to set up another thing like in our shop website, like we done previously for other buses, and make everyone go back there and then again have the situation of I thought I signed up for the bus. So if you have signed up for the bus on the Eventbrite, that is the final one okay? So game tickets need to come from the team, need to come from Lights, but the um, the bus tickets we are going to be using that for the Eventbrite. So I believe you should have a, an email from Eventbrite when you signed up that says, "Hey, you have your tickets to I forget what's called. I think it's like game ticket and bus sh- and shuttle bus pass, locals, something like that." Should be in your email. If it's not, let me know. But we are going to be using that for headcounts and making sure that everyone's there. And we are saving you a seat. So if you signed up on that, we are expecting you to be there. If something changed, or if you want to drive or whatever, uh, Chappie, to answer your question, go to your email that you use um, for Eventbrite and see, or just go, yeah, go to that email and. Search, locals, bus, shuttle. Something should come up and you should have it. Um, I could probably, I don't know, John probably doesn't have it, but I was going to say I could forward it to John so you can see what it looks like. But um, you will have gotten the confirmation from Eventbrite because that's just kind of what they do. So um, yeah, Jeff, um, the other thing you can do is use your loyal ticket um, if you're a season ticket member and haven't used your free one yet, you can use that as well. So if you don't want, you know, if you haven't done that, look into that. Those are the two ways to do it. I'm just saying that for the game, the Eventbrite thing is just an interesting. It doesn't get you into anything. Technically, it doesn't get you into our bus, but it's free, so it does get you into our bus. Um, so yeah. So make sure if you've, you know, the team has a lot of stuff going on, Jeff. So I might, um, if I haven't heard back from them, just send them another. Another thing there. Um, I think we were at 65 people as of yesterday, which seems a little bit light, honestly, um, based off of – there you go. Weston says, if you're going, use your STM.
1: If you're think going, that's, to use your STM. It's probably because not everybody that is going is – Doing the the locals right. So, of the trip. Right.
3: So the sixty-five of us makes sense. And then I do know there are people like Jeff who are who are on the bus but haven't bought a ticket. I think Nick also is using his, you know, so I know that there's probably 10 to 12 people. Um and we're guessing the bus is around 80 to 85 right now. Um and then there are maybe some people who didn't buy with us and you know want to sit closer to home plate. Um that's fine. <laughs> Um, there you go. Weston's providing some stuff in the chat there. Um, so make sure, just make sure you're on the list with the club. Um, yeah, it looks like they'll be buying them soon in that the same section. So just um, get your requests in, everybody, as soon as you can. If you're using the season ticket member away ticket perk,
1: um, can I? Can I just? I'm going to interrupt you real yeah. quick, Jason, just to say, uh, what an incredible away trip you and everybody has organized i, I went to vegas a couple of years ago uh it was not this um we've done phoenix um it was not this uh we've obviously done orange county which is similar but i don't think nearly as involved as this um i uh am probably having uh, the worst uh fomo of my life I'm, in fact i've never used that term i've never enjoyed it I, I, it makes me cringe <laughs> But literally, uh, I cannot go. And it's killing me hearing you talk about uh, this hotel uh, right there on Fremont. Uh, the, the party bus to the game uh, just sounds like such an incredible, incredible experience. And I'm very jealous of everybody who is on that list because I'm not with you. And uh, thanks to everybody who um and thank you weston and the club uh for helping make it happen because i think this is going to be just uh, an away trip to remember
0: even more reason not to have children apparently you know <laughs>
2: <laughs> and and just for all of us who are experiencing this fomo who are not going because i am one of those as well there is still a watch party at ailsmith so i just want to remind people that you know You can still get together with
3: people and watch the match at ALS. It's going to be too painful,
1: man. It's going to be so painful.
3: (laughs) Uh, We'll provide the soundtrack. You'll hear us there. It'll be like, hopefully they'll have the sound on. You can turn it all the way up.
1: I'm going to be driving back from uh, Thousand Oaks, uh, literally have to drive all the way to Thousand Oaks for one youth soccer game and then turn around and drive home. Instead of doing this incredible Vegas (laughs) away trip. Um well hopefully we
3: don't have another one and we and we get all the playoff games at home at Torero, but if we do have a road trip, that's gonna be Oh my gosh, is Phoenix making the
1: playoffs? Is Phoenix in the playoffs? They are,
3: but they're gonna be below us. So okay. We won't won't have to go there.
1: The only possible playoff trips for us, Sacramento, San Antonio, potentially um, in OC, OC if they, if they hop us. Um, so yeah, need all that energy in Vegas to make sure that doesn't happen.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's really all I had to say. The other thing was, um, we are planning in the discord. Um, you know, that's kind of been popping off. We made our own little thing so that the FOMO wasn't too hard for Andrew. There's a channel in there that, um, we can invite you to, I think we like three or four people today asked to be invited because, uh, they just got tickets just as they are going or just realized that it was there. So um we are planning in there. There's cool stuff happening that I don't want to burden An- Andrew and John with. Um But also part of that is that I am done planning this. Uh, I almost bus- want to
1: just be in the <laughs> channel just to like pretend <laughs> so like can, I'm...
3: So you can feel it? <laughs> yeah. Like
1: like, ooh, ooh. Everybody's heading to uh uh Tommy Tomi- 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 Roma's or whatever yeah. now. Ooh, like everybody's meeting here. Uh, just I just mean, to...
3: I don't know if there's a live view of the like zip line. So maybe if you saw that we were all getting in line for the zip line, we mm. you could you could mm. watch uh, who whomever is is taking that that dive.
1: Um, but but we are not planning
3: anything post spring or post game. Didn't come together. So
1: spring for the the higher one, the longer one. There's two zip lines. One goes the entire length of Fremont Street, and the other one is just half. Do the long one. It's higher. It's better. This so is a go big a weekend.
3: This is a go big weekend. This is all in. It's going to we're going to have you know what people do when they come here and they give us all the man puns. We're doing all the gambling puns, all the fear and loathing in Las Vegas puns, all of the killers puns. I don't know what else is Las Vegas, uh, all the godfather um, puns. So all the casino puns. Yeah, you don't talk to a man like Mo Green like that. That's right. Yeah. You don't <laughs> talk to a man like OK Vegas like that. That's right um so yeah so we have more cool art coming out um and some other cool stuff that uh you have to be there for
2: all right can can i be a nerd and put my science teacher hat on for a second yes all right do you guys know there's an eclipse on saturday and in las vegas you're about three hours away from where you can see the full eclipse
3: i will be in no you're saying we should reroute the buses (laughs) Get everybody Saturday on morning the and head out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, Saturday morning. For those of I, you going out early, it'll be
2: about 10 in the morning, I think.
3: All right. For those of you going out there early, if uh, the sun isn't shining as brightly at the pools while you're laying out, maybe it's because it's behind a
1: moon. Yeah.
3: You'll
2: have to, all right. you'll have to scoot over to Utah to see it, probably. But
1: Thanks, Jason, right. for the. Sorry, uh, had, the had to Vegas get that nerdy update. thing out. <laughs> Yeah, the, the uh eclipse even if uh, it's not in the direct path, I believe it's going to be a pretty uh decent view from even from San Diego. We're gonna definitely get some some eclipsing, just not the full uh solar halo. Uh so you know, don't be like uh former President Trump looking so at no, the thing saying, don't with look your naked eye
3: fun. Hold on. Let me take notes. Don't look directly into sun.
1: <laughs> Probably the greatest moment of his presidency. Um, I know we do have to get to, uh, another thing before we sign off for the night. I, I want to thank everybody for participating in the chat. It's great to see so many people, uh, in here. And, uh, we really appreciate, um, you know, as we're talking about the broadcasters talk, you know, winding down and, and reminiscing a bit, you know, uh, Similar for the Loyal Locals podcast. Um, we don't know what form, shape or form this podcast will take in the future, but um, it's almost the end of the line for this iteration of it as well. So um, it's really great to see everyone uh, in the chat and um, it's 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 appreciated. So thank you everybody for, for participating. John, what is the last thing we've got to talk about on this week's episode?
2: Well, the last thing and I will pull it up this way cuz we didn't really give it any attention when we Oops, sorry. Let's try that again. There we go. Is uh Coke Vegas getting player of the year. We didn't we kind of skipped over that when we were talking about the game. Uh want to give a a shout out to everyone who voted this year for player of the year and Coke Vegas won if you didn't get a chance to see that and weren't down on the field. Um And if you've seen some of the pictures, which can give me a chance to switch here. It was a bit emotional for Koke, as well as probably a lot of people who were down there on the stadium, on the field. Um, But he's had a fantastic year. I hope it continues. And I know he also put this message out uh, which I will read here in just a second in case the font is a little small, depending on which size screen you're looking at. Uh, he said, thank you very much for your unconditional support to our beloved club during these four seasons and to me personally, the last two seasons. It is an honor to receive this recognition and to be part of this family. I will never forget that here in San Diego, I was happy. Thank you, always loyal.
1: Everything a- he does, man. Everything he does. Yeah. I mean, not that... To say that I called it, but like, this was like the biggest no brainer in the whole world. I mean, um, obviously we all, we love all of the players, but um, I think Koke Vegas in his two years here um, just has uh, really become, you know, the fan favorite. Um, I'll never forget when, when they were uh, down in that Louisville match, uh, like four, nothing five, nothing. And the players started taunting 109 how Koki got right in his face. And ever since then, it's like, you know, we've had his back and he and he you know, we know he has ours. So um, it's great to see him uh, get that this year Um, there. uh, I did lie earlier. There is one other thing that we have to talk about and maybe not talk about, but get the information out there. Uh, The club has invited people to training on Thursday. If you are off of work or you work a forgiving schedule, if you want to call in sick, uh, you can go and check out training at the, uh, the Chula Vista Elite Athlete Training Center. It's no longer Olympic in nature, but it is elite. And uh, the club is going to let you come and hang out. Much training if you haven't done that before. It is fun. People bring little, little uh, ice boxes with a couple beverages and can sit in and, and, and hang out and uh, it's a good opportunity to um you know chat with players sometimes they do come and hang out i know ken has been uh autograph seeking uh i wanted to ask you ken because you know i've got these cards that the the club gave out and i'd wanted to get them signed by players but i found myself when i had my cards and i had my sharpie i found myself like in the weird position of needing to like elbow out kids in order to like get to a player. And I couldn't bring myself to do it. Um, how do you, as a, as a grown man um, approach <laughs> other grown men for their autographs? So I know you've you gotten a lot of them.
0: So here's how you do it. You one, try to stand next to like the cutest looking kid. And when that kid gets his autograph or her autograph, then you go ahead and you go, can I get one more? And then you're good, but you okay. never reach over or never go like, oh yeah, yeah. You basically allow them to get the first or second or third autograph, and you look for like the gap in the in the line where you know if they're already signing three, they'll more than likely sign four.
1: All right, all right. I'm gonna work on that. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I think that's everything for this week. Um, Vegas away. Uh Jason, I believe, is available for any uh lingering questions. I think he explained everything very uh succinctly. And we'll be back next week to talk about. I think we'll know who our playoff opponent is, and we will talk about what is going to happen next Sunday at our home playoff game. So thank you everybody for joining us, and we'll see you next week. All right, good night. All right.